Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. And here's the queen herself, registered dietitian Heather Klug. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. I'm Heather Klug, registered dietitian with the Karen Yance Cardiac Awareness Center. With me today is Bethany DeBrew Adams, our health communications coordinator. Welcome, Bethany. Thank you, Heather. As always, it's a pleasure to be chatting with you today. Yes, and we have a fun topic to talk about Yay, today. I like fun topics. We usually <laughs> are, we can be very doom and gloom sometimes. So, yes. Now, today, in honor of the winter solstice in the Northern Hemisphere, we We are going to talk about fun ways to be active during winter and how to exercise safely in cold weather. Now, in many cultures around the world, the winter solstice is the start of astronomical winter and it symbolizes new beginnings. I don't know if you thought about the winter solstice much. I didn't before I I researched this. It's funny like that it's thought of as or symbolizes new beginnings because you'd think that would be spring, but I guess we're getting a head start on new beginnings in winter, right? I was kind of surprised about that too, but so the winter solstice is when the sun is in perfect alignment with the Tropic of Capricorn, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, and it's the day with the shortest amount of daylight and the longest amount of darkness. That I knew. (laughs) That part I knew. (laughs) That part I knew too. It's often called the longest night, and it's when dark triumphs over light, but only momentarily, Bethany. Okay. Or then there is a rebirth of the sun. Yay! Yep. Or we can think of it as a turning point. The days will start getting longer and the nights shorter. Yay. We like that up here. (laughs) Yeah. Now, many Native American tribes see the winter solstice as the beginning of the year and a time for renewal. (laughs) Darkness and the longer nights can be a time for reflection on our life. It can actually be a great catalyst for personal growth and transformation. I can see that. Yeah. So I I was thinking, how about a reflection on exercise, or if you'd rather call it physical activity, movement, whatever you want to call it, Right. but a reflection on that in our lives and a renewal to improve. This is a time of year when we aren't as motivated to exercise. <laughs> you don't say, really. <laughs> yeah, for various reasons, right? Less daylight, cold temperatures, just want to sit on the couch underneath a warm blanket. But as we discussed in the holiday heart attack, podcast episode, exercising during the winter months is especially important. So how about we recap some of that? Yes, I get to be the Debbie Downer recapper here. (laughs) The number of heart attacks increase around the holidays, and that's regardless of where you are in the world. Cold weather may be a factor since our blood vessels constrict in cold weather, causing blood pressure to increase and heart rate also increases. But again, like we mentioned in that podcast, if you go back and listen, that also happens where it's not very cold in the winter. Yeah. So, you know, all of you listening from Florida, California, Arizona, you know, this can happen for you too. Blood clots more easily in cold weather. And there's also a rise in fibrinogen, which also makes blood clot faster. And then your cholesterol, your total cholesterol, your LDL or bad cholesterol and triglyceride levels tend to be higher in winter months. And then of course, throw in the stress of the holiday season and you've got a recipe for possible disaster. So that's why we wanted to talk about exercise today because that can help offset a lot of these dangers to our heart. 
And the good news is that if you are not somebody who exercises all the time, you don't have to become like an Ironman athlete. You know, it's not like you have to Yay. go from yeah, <laughs> zero to Olympian. You know, we've said it in previous podcasts on exercise. Your goal is to get in 150 minutes of physical activity each week. It doesn't have to be all at one time. It doesn't have to be any particular type of exercise, just enough that it gets you moving around and it gets your heart rate up. Correct? Right. Correct. Yes. And the other good news with exercise, you can choose what you want to do yes. for your physical activity or movement. So this doesn't have to mean getting on a treadmill and just goodness. walking in place, right? <laughs> there are so many fun activities to do in winter, and we're going to go through those in a little bit. Now, in some ways, winter can offer benefits you don't get in summer. For instance, cold weather may actually improve endurance. And this is because in colder temperatures, your heart actually doesn't have to work as hard as when it's really hot outside. Now, obviously, if it's negative 40, 50, yeah. I mean, that's really, really cold. Your heart's yeah. going to be working hard. But if it's like 20, 30 degrees out or in the teens, your heart still doesn't have to work as hard as if it was really hot out. And in winter, our body temperature is actually better regulated, believe it or not, because huh. we sweat less. Okay. Oh. And that means you can actually exercise longer if you'd like to do that. Okay. You can go a little longer, basically, compared to when it's really hot outside. Now, another added benefit studies have also shown that exercising in cold weather, now I like this one, can transform <laughs> white fat, specifically oh. belly and thigh fat, oh. into calorie burning brown fat. <laughs> Interesting. That okay. Cool. Now, I think you probably have to exercise quite a bit outside for that to happen. Well, yeah. And it's also been found to maybe burn off glycogen stores more readily. So okay. that's kind of interesting. Well, and something I think is important to point out too is that winter workouts get you outside and they get you exposed to sunlight. And, uh, you know, even if it's cloudy, you get natural light as well. And that can help ward off seasonal affective disorder, which is a type of depression that people can experience during the winter months. It's due to a lack of sunlight hours in the day, a lack of just sun overall because it can be very gray and yeah. gloomy at this time of year. So exercising and getting you outside helps a lot in that area. And I just want to point out, while cold weather exercise is safe for most people, if you have certain conditions, like for example, I have asthma, or even if you have heart problems, you're going to want to check with your doctor just to review any special precautions you need to take based on your condition or any medications that you're taking. Plus, you know, mm -hmm. if, if you haven't exercised in a while, it is a good idea to speak to your doctor first, just to make sure that what you're doing is going to be safe for you. And I'd like to say that last but not least, physical activity is your secret weapon to banish holiday and winter stress. Right. Stress increases cortisol and people with high cortisol levels are five times more likely to die of a heart attack, stroke, or other cardiovascular causes. So if you can find time to get out of the house for a little while and get your body moving, you're going to help kind of tamp that down. 
That's right. Very important there. All right. Let's talk next about exercising safely in cold weather so you can also keep your heart healthy because we want you out there doing stuff, moving your body, but we want right. you to be safe while you're doing it. So, yes, and it's a little it's a little different than exercising in the summer. <laughs> yeah. Not just walking out the door, right? right. You do some stuff uh, beforehand. So one of the first things to do is to warm up your muscles before you go outside. And you do that by doing stretches. And this is because cold muscles are at a greater risk for strains and injuries. So take a few minutes, you know, a good three minutes or so, and just do a few different stretches, especially with your legs. Right. And that's one that I think people sometimes tend to skip. <laughs> Myself too. I'll be honest. Yep. You know, me too. The next tip we want to give is to dress in layers. And, you know, you probably figured this out if you live anywhere cold. You're going to want to make sure that you're warm enough while you're outside, but you want to dress in clothing that you can easily take off and put back on as needed. So you're going to want to start with a thin layer that's made from a synthetic material such as polypropylene, and that's going to draw sweat away from your body to keep you drier. Then you want to add a layer of fleece or wool for insulation. And now I want to point out that you want to always avoid cotton because it absorbs sweat. And when it's wintertime, if it's soaking up your sweat, it's going to actually make you colder, which yeah. is a problem. And then last, you're going to want to top this off with a waterproof, breathable outdoor layer. This is very important, especially if it's precipitating outside. If it's yeah. snowing, sleeting, raining, you're going to want to make sure you have that layer to keep you dry as well. You may need to experiment with some of these items to find the right combination based on your exercise intensity and your comfort level while you're out there moving around. And it may change a little bit depending on how cold it is outside. Yeah. That last waterproof outer layer is so important. I mean, I've made that mistake before when <laughs> I haven't had that. And oh boy, once you get wet and cold, it yeah. can drop your core body temperature pretty quickly. And that can lead to, you know, stuff like frostbite and hypothermia, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And something that I learned in doing the research on this, if your core body temperature drops below like 94 degrees, Degrees, your usually your hypothalamus is really good at regulating your body temperature, but when it drops below that, your hypothalamus can't do that anymore, and that's when it leads to hypothermia. So okay. that's why dressing correctly when you're outside is going to be really helpful. Right. All right, and this also includes our next step is to protect your head, your hands, and your feet. Yes. So when it's cold, blood flow concentrates in your body's core to help keep you warm, and this leaves your head, hands, and feet vulnerable to cold. So it's important to wear gloves that are lined with wool or fleece or add a thin pair of glove liners made of like a wicking material under a pair of heavier gloves. Also be sure to wear heavy socks and a good hat or a cap just to protect your head really well and then protect your eyes too from wind and glare with dark glasses. Yes. And it's funny, like we were talking about this yesterday with the hat and how like we were so resistant to wearing hats hats when we were young. And now I won't go outside in the winter without a hat on. Right. Like it, I feel I like that whole thing about, you know, losing all that heat through your head. I feel like that's real. And I do I too. Need, 
I need to have my hat on. Yeah, okay. I normally wouldn't wear them because I didn't want to wreck my hair, Bethany. And now I'm well, like, yeah. forget it. Too bad. Right? I want to be warm. <laughs> right. Well, back then we had a lot of hairspray and stuff. We had hairstyles that we had to maintain. Bangs. <laughs> Exa- exactly. Well, moving on. This is one that I think a lot of people might not consider in the cold weather, and that's staying hydrated. And interestingly enough, you're actually more likely to get dehydrated in cold weather because cold air tamps down thirst. You know, we think about it in when we're hot and we're sweaty, but it's actually more common in cold weather. So while you might not need the same fluid intake you would during the summer, you still need to maintain that same approach to hydration. So you're going to want to drink water before and after your workout, but also during to keep you hydrated. Yes, very important. Now, this next tip probably seems very obvious, but if you're going to be exercising outdoors when it's cold, make sure you're choosing a safe surface. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, make sure your route offers you know good footing and it's clear and safe for you to walk on. So wear shoes with good traction and make sure you maybe even get some, you know, walking poles for support, you know, that'll help you avoid slipping and falling. And then monitoring how your body feels when you're exercising outdoors. Again, we want you to enjoy being outdoors and moving your body, but doing that safely. Yeah. And to that end, this is something we talked about in the Holiday Heart Attacks podcast, but it's important to mention here to avoid sudden and high level of exertion if you're not a regular exerciser. So if you're not somebody who's out there every day and, you know, we talked about shoveling really heavy snow or, you know, schlepping a sled up and down the hill all afternoon for one of your kids, you know, you're going to want to be very careful if if you're just starting out doing any sort of exercise program. So kind of build up slowly as much as you possibly can to make sure that you're safe. Yes, because that's when it can be really dangerous for your heart. Good point out. And then the last safety tip we'll talk about here is knowing the signs of frostbite and hypothermia. Now, frostbite is usually kind of the beginning stage of hypothermia in a way. Mm -hmm. And it's when there's going to be redness or pain in any kind of skin area. And then eventually, if that progresses, your skin will actually turn kind of white or like a grayish yellow sort of color. And your skin might even get unusually hard or kind of waxy. And then it'll become numb once it gets really bad. And that's numb not good. <laughs> numb is bad because then you don't even feel it and you don't even know it's bad anymore. So it's good to notice that that's starting to kind of happen. And then that can lead to hypothermia. So some of the signs of this would be extreme shivering. It's okay to shiver a little bit when you're outside. That's kind right. of normal. But when it's excessive and constant, that could be a sign of hypothermia. Exhaustion is another one. Confusion fumbling hands. There may be memory loss, slurred speech. You may be extremely drowsy. And Mm. then the last one has to do with infants. I just wanted to point out making sure we're taking care of the little ones and protecting them in cold weather. Their skin gets really bright red and it'll be cold and then they will get really lethargic. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. So now that we've talked to you all about keeping yourself safe while exercising, 
Living Outdoors. Let's get to the fun stuff. So Heather, what are some of your favorite winter activities to do? I mostly like to walk outside in winter and I especially like going with someone. Like I'll take my dogs for a walk or my husband or kids will come along. I also like looking for animal tracks in the snow. I think that's oh. kind of cool to see what those are, what they look like and where sure. they're going. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. It's probably no surprise though. I think I've talked about this in previous podcasts. I personally don't love winter and exercising <laughs> outdoors, but this winter I am going to try to have a better mindset about that. And I live here in Wisconsin and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I just need to accept that it's cold and that I need to find some fun things to do when I'm outdoors. And the rest of my family likes to downhill ski. And oh. I haven't done that in over 20 years. So I'm thinking I might give that a try. Oh, you're being brave. I am. I mean, like that is a bold choice. I know. That's I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm worried I might brain something or tear a muscle or something yeah, bad is going to happen. I'll be, prepared. I'll be prepared to fill in for you at the office if need be. I'll take it slow though. I'll be safe. I'll, t I'll start out on the bunny hill. So, but yeah, other than that, I mean, sometimes we go sledding with the kids. Th those are most of the things I like to do, I guess. What about you, Bethany? Well, like you, I'm not the world's biggest fan of winter. My favorite part of snow is when I'm in my house and I don't have to go anywhere and I can just watch it quietly falling outside my window. But unfortunately, that's not always the case. I do, one of my favorite things to do just all the time would be figure skating. I, when I was a kid, I took skating lessons and I went to skating camp in the summer and I did ice shows and all that stuff. Wow. And yeah, I know a little fun fact about myself. And we actually live right down the road here in Milwaukee from the Pettit Ice Arena, which is a great big speed skating. It's an Olympic speed skating training center, but they open it up to the public on certain days of the week. And so my husband and I just love to go there and skate. It's, you know, like I'm a snob about my ice. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't I don't like going to an outdoor ice rink and I know that's terrible to say it's but bumpy. It's bumpy. It's <laughs> yeah. like skate I've never skated on a pond but I'm assuming it's the same where it's, you yeah. know it's bumpy and I don't uneven. Yeah. Right. I don't yeah. particularly like that. That's my one thing that I enjoy doing in the winter. If I'm with children, I'm fully game to go sledding. I'm fully game to build a fort, snowball fights, you know, those kinds of things. I'm down for that. I'm not going to go do that on a Saturday by myself necessarily. Yeah, right, right. But I'm I'm actually really kind of excited to hear how you like skiing. I, I did downhill skiing for gym class when I was in eighth grade. <laughs> we went on like a field trip up in the granite peak area of Wisconsin. And it was fun. I had never downhill skied before. I enjoyed it until my feet went numb. You know, yeah. it was one of those cases where we were out there all day. And by the end of the day, I was really cold. So right. I'm sure as an adult, you'll probably do better with monitoring yourself. Yeah. And once I'm, I, I'm, once I get over my fear of like knowing how to stop and all of that, I think I'll right. be okay. <laughs> I am, I'm looking forward to hearing how this goes. And maybe you might inspire me because my mom lives up there. So it's 
it's easy for me to go and have a place to stay and go skiing. So if you like it, maybe we'll do it sometime. Okay. Sounds good. Well, should we talk about some other kind of outdoor activities that people could do? Oh, heck yeah. I mean, we could mention a few more things. So you could also consider exploring a nearby park or trail just for a little change in scenery, maybe rent some snowshoes. I just realized I have snowshoes. I usually do really? do that like, yeah, once or twice a, a year if we get a good amount of snow. And boy, is that more work than you think it is, but it's fun. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> my family has snowshoes up at our cottage. And one year, my dog escaped in the snow and my husband and my dad were on snowshoes and we're chasing oh. him through the woods. Oh so my. I heard all about how much work that is. Right. It's, it's intense. <laughs> yeah. Now, cross-country skiing could also be another option. Mm-hmm. That can sometimes be fun. It's a lot of falling down and getting back up until you get used <laughs> to it, but it's fun. You mentioned building like a fort. So certainly, oh, yeah. you know, building like a snowman or a fort or something along those lines. Hitting the ice skating rink like you talked about, Bethany. Maybe consider walking around looking at the holiday lights on people's yes. houses. And then my last thought here was if you have a zoo nearby you, you could visit the zoo and walk around because it gives you, again, it's a change of scenery and looking at the animals, you might forget you're actually getting exercise. Yeah. And I know that a lot of the local zoos, at least in Wisconsin, probably everywhere also do holiday light displays there. So it's kind of like, it's just a little more special this time of year. Yeah. Should we talk about some fun winter activities we can do with the kids too? Sure. It's been a long time since I've hung out with kids, but I know that you're the expert here because you got two of them. (laughs) I do. I do. So you mentioned sledding before. That's an option. Or if you have a place nearby where you can go tubing, I think I want to try that this winter. I do too. That looks so fun and frightening at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. That looks like the most fun way to break your leg, you know, know. going flying off a tube. (laughs) All right. We can also go to an ice skating rink, like you mentioned, whether indoors or outdoors. I know not everybody has this by them, but if you're here in Wisconsin, we have a place called the Wisconsin Ice Castles. I don't know a ton about it, but it looks really pretty online. So that might be an option, you know, again, just a fun way to kind of get some physical activity in, take some pictures. A few other options. I think you mentioned the fort before too, like building an igloo, a snow fort or a snow castle, or maybe even making a snow maze in your yard, like a really nice tall snow maze. We do that for the dog. I don't know about you. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, making it even higher, like for the kids, you want to make it higher so they can't see over the sides. And that would take them a long time to build, which keeps them busy, which is good. (laughs) Good plan, mom. (laughs) Certainly making and decorating a snowman. That's kind of fun. Playing flashlight tag, as long as it's not too icy. You could also go on a winter scavenger hunt with your kids. Pick a bunch of different items to look for while you're outside. You could make your own ice bowling set. I know there's directions online for doing that, but that sounds kind of fun. And especially if you have active kids, they would like that. You could also go geocaching where you could find little treasures. You could make snow angels. Who doesn't like doing that? (laughs) Bethany, you mentioned throwing snowballs before. You could also make like a bullseye target and then do like throw snowballs at that. My husband just uses trees in the neighborhood. So when we're walking the dog, he'll like throw snowballs at trees to see if he can hit them. Oh, 
sure. That works too. Right. And then my last suggestion is to maybe have like a candy cane yard hunt. So hide a bunch of candy canes or something else all around the yard and have your kids run around and look for them. And then they can hide them for you and you have to go around and search (laughs) for some. (laughs) Good idea. I like all of those. So we've talked a lot about outdoor activities, but let's face it. There are going to be days that it's fleeting or raining or sloppy or icy or 40 below and we can't go outside. What about, you know, some fun indoor things that we can do? I know I know one of your big ones, Heather, is dancing. Oh, like yes. Dance party in the living room, which is, I'm, is right. I'm a fan of that too. That's one yep. of my favorite things to do. Put on your favorite music and dance. You could maybe even have a dance contest with your family. We do that sometimes. Love to see that. My husband loves that when the girls suggest the (laughs) dance contest. No. (laughs) Another thing I do indoors quite a bit during the winter is I like to combine exercising while I'm watching my favorite shows because you guys know I I like to watch TV. Heather loves TV. I do. I love TV, but Heather loves TV. I do. So kill two birds with one stone, right? I get to watch my show and get a little exercise in or lift some weights at the same time. If you watch TV and you don't fast forward through the commercials, you could consider doing Tabatas during the commercials, which is where you just pick like an exercise and you do as many of them as you can for like 10 to 15 seconds. And then you rest for the same amount of time and then do it again. Or you could lift weights during that time too. If you have a DVD player, you could pop in some exercise DVDs, certainly get exercise in that way. If you have a smart TV, certainly there's a ton of streaming exercise workouts that you can do. You could also consider going on YouTube because there's so many fitness channels on there. Mm -hmm. You can pretty much find almost anything. If you want to do yoga, you can find that or there's stuff on kickboxing. If you want high intensity interval training, if you just want something on lifting weights, there's all sorts of different ideas. Consider exploring some of that. Also, if you have access to the internet, so computer, tablet, the Y offers free online classes. So just search like Y online and you can get a bunch of different online workouts that way as well. And then my last suggestion for inside, just to kind of have a little bit of fun, you could make your own exercise grab jar. So you could take just pieces of paper or maybe popsicle sticks if you have those at home and write different exercises on each of them and a number to do. So like on one, you'd write 30 jumping jacks, another one, maybe 20 second plank or 15 push-ups. And then you could pull those out of the jar and that's what you and your whole family has to do. Or you could pull out a bunch of them and then set them out around a room and you kind of make a little circuit for yourself to do. And then you have to go around and each do each of those together. So Yeah, I would I would also suggest games. There's a lot of games out there. Like there's video games. Obviously, some of the gaming systems have interactive games like the Total Dance or Just Dance or whatever, where you can participate and compete against one another. And you think it's really easy, but I've discovered that it can be rather difficult, even when you think you're a decent dancer. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, if you're if you're one of those fortunate people who has an Oculus, I know that they have some you know, virtual reality games that really get your whole body up and moving. 
playing. I know I used to play a board game called Cranium. And part of the Cranium game was to do, you'd choose to do like charades. Oh, yeah. So you're getting like the active part in there as well. Board games like Twister and stuff like that. There's infinite number of things you can do in your house for fun that are going to keep you moving around. That's right. Good. All right. Well, we've talked about quite a few things with getting in winter exercise today. So hopefully we've inspired all of you listeners out there to keep that up during the winter time. Just remember those safety tips as well. Because again, we want you to be getting exercise in, but to be doing that safely. If you're listening to us on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to our channel so you never miss an episode. And be sure to tell your friends. Yeah. Share us. Share us with everybody you know. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for listening today, everyone. And as we always say, be the ruler of your own heart. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Queen of Hearts podcast. Our podcast is recorded here at the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart-healthy tips, info, recipes, and more, visit our website at www.karenyantcenter.org, like us on Facebook at Karen Yance Center, and follow us on Pinterest. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our show and be sure to tell us. Until next time, be ruler of your own heart.